from Jared Leto. I, I know yours was bullets. Well, uh, no, he sent me what a, else did you uh, get? dead pig. Okay. He sent me a dead pig. With the throat cut out. With the throat cut in there. Did you send anything back to him? Um, I just sent back, hey man, listen, I'm just acting. Hello, you beautiful nerds. As you guys know, I'm reviewing all the worlds of DC films. I just rewatched that movie where the supervillains are the good guys, and now I have some thoughts. So without further ado, have a drink, have a joint, because we're going to have a chat about... There are a lot of things about the plot that are silly. It's riddled with a lot of my personal pet peeves. And Jared Leto is... I'm an idea. Yeah, he's fucking atrocious in this movie. But this movie actually isn't that bad to me. Wait, before you click that thumbs down button, give me a chance to state my case. Also, this is just my opinion. If you hate it more than me, that's fine. It may be because I just watched that new Wonder Woman movie that is not very good, but I didn't find this movie as offensively bad as I used to. I can see a good movie in there somewhere. If they made a few changes, this could have turned out to be a decent flick. But as it is, this movie is like... Iron Man 2? But let's talk about what we're talking about. Say a year after the events of Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad starts off following intelligence agent Amanda Waller. In the aftermath of Superman's dumbass death from the last movie, Waller sees this as a perfect opportunity to blow the dust off a plan she's been throwing around. Task Force X, a group of supervillains forced to execute highly dangerous missions under the threat of execution. I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. Cute plan, right? I find it strange that the goal is to find a force that can kill the next Superman instead of finding a replacement for him now that he's gone. We're still continuing this narrative that Superman was potentially dangerous. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, but even as a dead guy, they still managed to misrepresent Superman. Batman is my favorite, but Clark is actually kind of fucking cool. He's a pretty chill dude, and they just never get him right in this universe. I did say I like this movie, right? So who's in this kamikaze crew anyhow? There's Deadshot, a world-class assassin that never misses, a pyrokinetic ex-gangster with a heart of gold. I'm a man, okay? I ain't no weapon. I'ma die in peace before I raise my fists again. Aww. Dr. June Moon, an archaeologist who accidentally swallowed a demon ghost and is just... Creepy. Harley Quinn, a psychiatrist turned queen pin of crime. And Rick Flagg, an actual good guy who's in charge of making sure all these criminals do what they're supposed to. Seriously, the hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. It's what we do. That's pretty much it. There's other people, but they, they don't matter. It don't matter. None of this matters. I really like Will Smith in this flick. When this came out, it seemed like we hadn't seen Will Smith be Will Smith in a very long time. You know what I mean? I mean, he did movies like After Earth and Concussion and Collateral Beauty. I mean, we haven't seen him have that Fresh Prince, Agent K, Big Willy Weekend energy. But he was full on Mike Lowry in this one. Dude was actually funny. And when he needs to, it gets really heartfelt. I'm gonna get you there. And you're gonna end this. I'm gonna carry your ass if I have to. My daughter is gonna know that her daddy is not a piece of shit. Dude is doing some serious acting in this one. He's not phoning it in. The same goes for Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, with the exception of any scenes that she has with the Joker. Hunka, hunka. I couldn't really take my eyes off her while she was on screen. Most of her best lines are in the trailer, but as we know now, the trailer ended up being more fun than the movie was. First pet peeve, the music. I hate pop songs used as non-diegetic sound, and these are the poppiest, on-the-nose, weird-ass song choices I've ever heard. Like, are you serious with this? Are you, are you fucking, is this for real? So in an attempt to create this group, one of them actually goes absolutely apeshit because she doesn't appreciate being held captive. This one. 
this lady right here. And she calls up her big bro so they can try to take over the world. I always find it kind of dumb when the problem that the heroes need to fix is one that the heroes created themselves. This isn't even from an interesting philosophical point of view. It's just a really bad plan that fails from its inception precisely how you would expect. Oh, let's trap this evil demon that can teleport wherever she wants and ask her to do our bidding. I sure hope she doesn't do what she's gonna do. So now the rest of the Hatakari clan gotta go save some valuable asset from the center of a city plagued by faceless magic goons. All this stuff in the middle I find myself enjoying. I mean, you kind of forget that these people exist, but they weren't very interesting anyway, so it's fine. But yeah, this middle part is pretty solid. There are some pretty good jokes. You try to escape, you die. You otherwise irritate or vex me, and guess what? You die. I'm known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. Cool moment between Deadshot and Diablo. I was just trying to get you there. No hard feelings, right? We good. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Again, this story is dumb, but it would have been kind of fine if they had, one, been trying to stop someone who wasn't on their own team, and two, if Joker wasn't in the fucking movie. I tried to give Leto the benefit of the doubt when this movie first came out, cause the writing is so bad. But now it's pretty obvious that Jared Leto's performance as Joker was the worst part of the movie. Every once in a while I would actually catch myself enjoying the movie, and then boom, fucking Leto would appear. Oh, this is pretty cool. Actually, yeah, all well, this is pretty solid. Yeah, this is pretty fun. This movie actually is pretty fun. Surprise, bitch. I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. It's also pretty obvious that the editors were trying to cut around all of his... <clears throat> Improv. Hunka, hunka. I thought that the deleted scenes with Harley and Joker would shed more light on the plot, but I can definitely see why they took all this shit out, because his acting is awful. I don't think Leto is a terrible actor. I like fucking my so-called life, but he's not good in this. I think everyone can tell it's derivative of Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight. He's like trying to do the voice or whatever. Well, hello, beautiful. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You sweet talking me. All of that chit chat's gonna get you hurt. But everyone knows he's bad in this. Something that people might not agree with. This is my favorite Batman in all of these DC flicks. It's kind of by default because Batman in all of these movies is either a psychopath or he's like faking about something else. But I kind of liked Batman in this movie. First of all, he doesn't fucking murder anybody. Like, I think the BVS Superman just lets Harley drown in that car. But this Batman just kind of pops in, takes a guy to jail, and pieces out. I guess he's not around long enough for anybody to ruin his character. <laughs> Even at the end when Amanda Waller and Bruce are talking, they're having like your typical espionage banter, like trading secrets, trading jokes. Then as he's about to leave, Waller's trying to flex on Bruce, being like, You look tired. You should stop working nights. And then he's like, You should shut it down. My friends and I will do it for you. I love that. He's like, look, we were being cute earlier, but don't get it twisted. I will fuck you up. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. After the team realizes that their team was just sent to save Amanda Waller after her plan fucked up so royally. Uh, hey man, I know you can't hear me because you're trapped in your temple of soldierly self-righteousness. Cap your ass! And your ass! We get this scene where everybody's hanging out at the bar. This is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Everyone's just chilling and talking. We get some decent character development and everyone just seems like a fucking person for a minute. All the cool characters have good chemistry with each other, but it's so obvious in this scene which characters don't really mesh with the rest of the group. Which is why I'm like, you could take Killer Croc, Joker, Slipknot, and Kipo Oak out of the movie and nothing would change. Maybe Captain Boomerang too, but I like Jack Horty. 
He's kind of funny. So next up, we get our obligatory smoke and fire fight. Again, DC isn't the only one who does this. Marvel does this shit all the time. We get reminded that this guy's in the movie so he can do this weird little dive into the water, but then he doesn't actually help, so I don't even know why the fuck he went down there. After the crew gets there, Enchantress tells the squad that she can fulfill their wildest dreams if they join her. It's not real. I killed the bad. Now, homie, you don't want that. What? I want that. She doesn't really explain how she can do this. I don't, I don't think she can actually do this. I don't know what her powers are exactly, but she's probably lying and just gonna turn you guys into one of those weird little doo-doo monsters. So then through the power of teamwork, they stop Enchantress, get rid of the big blue light in the sky that used to be in every comic book movie, and June Moon goes back to normal. So after our not-so-heroes save the day, they get to go right back to prison with a slightly reduced sentence. I like all this stuff. I like Deadshot visiting his daughter and that she's apparently also a sociopath. I like that Captain Boomerang has no chill about the situation. And this ending I really fucking loved. Harley is calm in her cell, enjoying the only thing that she really wanted, her espresso. And then the Joker busts in to break her out. This is the only Joker scene I would have left in the movie. Everything about this scene down to the SWAT uniform that says Joker is so deliciously on brand. This could have felt like when Nick Fury showed up at the end of Iron Man if they did it right. But they forced him into the rest of the movie where he didn't belong. The editors cut out as much as they could, but you know, I guess it would have been really shady if they just cut him completely out of the movie. The movie is not perfect. It's not even that good, but I still had fun. People rag on this movie, but it's not worse than Wonder Woman 84. It's not even as bad as the worst Marvel movie, in my opinion. The most frustrating part, I guess, is that the Suicide Squad are actually really fucking fun in the comics, and you'd think that it'd be pretty easy to translate that on screen. And they got pretty close with the cast. They just put these characters in the weirdest and most unnecessarily high-stakes scenario. It had the potential to be as fun as the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but it didn't quite stick the landing. That being said, I am excited to see what James Gunn is going to do with the sequel reboot thing. I hope it's more Guardians 1 than Guardians 2, but everything I've seen looks great. And Harley Quinn is about to be the first DC character in this universe with a trilogy, and I think that's kind of cool. Granted, Wonder Woman has been in four movies now, but all these feel like Harley is the star of the show. I can't go as far as to say that I liked it, but it was genuinely entertaining. You change a couple of things about this movie, it actually is a pretty good flick. The main villain was dumb and Joker didn't belong in the movie, but Jay Hernandez, Margot Robbie, and Will Smith are so much fun to watch that they kept me amused most of the time. Being drunk didn't hurt either. It feels just a movie about like four of these guys trying to stop Enchantress who isn't a member of the team it would be a lot better and maybe in my crossfaded state I just pretended that that's what was happening and that's why I didn't find it terrible my ranking I didn't hate it hopefully the sequel will be good enough to lure Will back into the franchise oh but then they'd have two black people in their film I don't think DC is allowed to do that. Okay guys, that's it. I'm gonna keep reviewing all the DC films periodically so go ahead and click that subscribe button if you don't want to miss out on any Shit talking. I am gonna take a little bit of a break. 2020 took a lot out of me, guys. But I will be back in February. I got some stuff I'm really excited to talk to you guys about for Black History Month and then in March for Women's History Month. So until then, stay safe, my little super villains, and may the force be with you.